What's up, you guys? Welcome to the Therapy Brothers Podcast. I'm Brandon. I'm Tyler. We're brothers. We're therapists. We're not afraid of your questions. So bring it. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Therapy Bros Podcast. Um, I am Brandon. I'm Tyler. My trusty co-host, Tyler. So, Tyler, before we... We dive in. We got uh, we got some awesome reviews this week, and uh, reviews just uh, one they just make my day. Two, they're good because they help share a message. So, guys, thank you so much for for giving us reviews. And uh, let me read one here. It's from the humble warrior, which, by the way, I love his name. Love the um, name. Yeah, uh, it says, "Man, it is good to hear my good friend and prior therapist Tyler Patrick on this show." And hearing his brother is okay, I guess. <laughs> the, the, the principles discussed here help me tap into becoming the humble warrior, fighting for my wife and children's hearts and grounding myself with the fundamentals of love, respect, and acceptance. It has reignited my passion to become a better man, husband, and father, and to connect with others and living a life of authenticity. I've shared this podcast with five or so people, and I will continue to do so as Tyler and Brandon share so many answers to tough questions that are on the minds of people around me and challenge them on their own perspectives in addition to the challenges on my perspectives that I inevitably get from listening to this podcast. Thank you for your good work. So actually that's from Danny boy, seven, seven, seven. So Danny boy, um, I'm glad you love Tyler. So you're the man, Danny boy. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I was just thinking before we dive into the questions, um, Tyler, Did you ever envision us sitting down on some podcast talking about therapy when we're adults and and people's lives and relationships and all this stuff? You and me together. This journey that that we've both been on has been so crazy. You know, I I sometimes pinch myself thinking that like, would you ever thought we ever would have put on men's retreats in Alaska? And we've done that. And here we are sitting doing a podcast together. And it's such a treat because it brings back all of the memories for me of when we used to be on the lawn mowing crew together where we just drive around in that old beat up van and sit and just joke around with each other. I, and- I was, I was telling a story just yesterday that we, we did a big yard cleanup in our landscape crew and, um, and we, we gave the guy the bill and it was $1,200 <laughs> and we had worked on his yard. for five, we, we, we literally took a trailer full of dog crap out of that yard and I felt guilty giving him a bill for 1200 bucks. And, that, and that's after expenses and you and me sharing it. And I thought we were rich. Oh yeah. Back in the day, we got 1200 bucks from the yard cleanup. We couldn't believe, we couldn't believe the guy actually paid the bill, even though, because we didn't, and now look at us, man. It's, it's, it's crazy how things have changed, but it's fun to be working with you again. Yeah. So. yeah. It's crazy that the twists and the turns I, um, last night I did a, uh, my men's group, one of the men's groups I do, it's a big group. There's like 16 guys in it. And uh, we did uh, this fire ceremony thing where we were, we were just surrendering some things and, and we were up on the mountain here in Utah and there's a lake and the sun was setting perfectly. And these guys that I was around, we all love each other. And, um, and they're all being vulnerable, authentic, just, just real. And, I was sitting there looking at the sunset, feeling the love of those guys and just thinking like, God is good. And, um, 
and I don't know how I am where I am and, and this journey of what I've done. And I look my kids in the eyes and see my four kids and just think, how, like, how did all this get created? And, um, I just had so much gratitude. And then I wake up this morning, meet with you, do this podcast and the gratitude just keeps flowing. It's like, I, I, I feel the I same way, it. man. It is, it, life is so good. And it's, it's so funny how being able to sort of, I remember being, I was going to be a pilot then I was going to be a doctor. Somehow I ended up being a therapist, you know, and like now life is sweet though. And it's the same way for me. Like, I think I like I have the best job in the world. Cause I said, when I go on, I told my wife the other day, when I go and I run my men's groups, it feels like I'm hanging out with my buddies from high school. Right. And yeah. uh, it's just like, it's like the best job in the world. I so. mean, one thing you can, you can, we are guilty of both you and I, and is that, uh, you know, they teach you in school to kind of be hard hearted and have boundaries to your clients, you know, have empathy in the office, but once they leave it off, but the, the fact of the matter is, is I love the people that I work with. Me too. Uh, I do consider them friends and, you know, I, I do have boundaries, but um, it's all about love. Love is what heals. And if you're going to be a therapist, you got, you got to love. So um, absolutely. All right. Um, enough of this touchy feely stuff. <laughs> <laughs> now let's get down to the, to the, the real stuff. So I got a couple questions here. Um, uh, first question is how do I know I'm getting good advice? And then um, you know, I've, I've had people talk about how they've, they've gone to therapy for a long time. Um, they have uh, spent a lot of money and they feel like they've gone backwards. Um, things haven't gotten better, both for themselves or for, for their relationship. Yet they went somewhere or they listened to a podcast or they, they, they got some information that they thought was expert information and help, but it ended up really not helping. So how do you, how do you, Tyler, what do you think? How do you, how do you differentiate between good stuff, truth, and the bad stuff that's not very helpful? Yeah, this is a, this is a really good question, especially for people who are looking at going further with getting some help, you know, therapy or something. Um, there's not, not all, not all therapists are created equal. And um, there's a couple of things, factors that I think you want to look for and understand. Uh, first is that when you're, when, when you're looking at getting some help professionally, it's worth it to spend a little bit of money up front and meet with, on an initial appointment with two or three different people. Yeah. And, when you, and when, you're looking for, when you're looking for the right uh, help, you want what, what I call a good fit. And there's some research that actually shows that the right fit is maybe the most important factor for whether or not you know, your therapy is going to be successful. And the right fit means the person that I'm seeing is an expert at the thing that I'm wanting help with. It's, it's also that my therapist has a similar value system to mine because there's all sorts of different values with different therapists. And the most important factor here is that there is an actual feeling of sincerity that my therapist is engaged and actually cares about my well-being. Yeah. And, um, and so the, if those things aren't in play, it's, it's probably a good thing to think about moving on because otherwise people get, get this really non-fitted help and then it does damage for everyone it does damage for the client it does damage for for us as therapists because 
then there's this reputation that gets developed that isn't actually accurate. Well, and that, that damage is deep and it's real. Like it, because it's so confusing. It's, I I came for help. You're giving me advice. Um, and so I'm following your advice. I go and I do it and I'm more confused because I'm, I think that I'm getting expert advice, but it's, it's getting worse and worse. You know, Tyler, sometimes I give advice and my clients go and do it and it makes their life harder. Yes. Uh, because it's change. It's either stepping into something difficult. Um, and so that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about um, like as you work a process over time, it, it not getting better. Um, you said something though earlier. I want to ask you, make sure they're an expert. I, there's, there's a lot of um, wolves in sheep's clothing and there's a lot of people that can really present as experts and know how to validate um, your pains and validate your fears so that, so that you, you have rapport with them and trust with them. Um, and, then, and then in the end, they're actually not experts. Um, or or they, they're, they're doing what they're doing um, for other reasons. Um, they have an ax to grind and, or, or um, they want their own validation or something like that. So how do you differentiate that? How do you, how do you not get fooled? I, I've been fooled before by expert yeah, financial sure. planners and, and attorneys and things like that with, with a therapist. How do you not get fooled and actually know they're an expert? That's a really good question. I mean, obviously you want to ask, you want to ask certain questions about their level of training, their level of experience, and you're going to want to ask questions about their values and how they would approach your particular problem. Um, for me, for me, there's another piece that goes with this. And, and I think, you know, in the world that we live in, Brandon, it's like, there's, and I, I don't, I don't mean to be overly critical and I'm not naming any names, but there's this kind of when we work with like sexual addiction and betrayal traumas, because that's what, with what we do, there's a whole community that is involved in wanting to help. And I believe they genuinely want to help, but they're only half baked. They, um, they're, they're really, really heavy on the validation and the empathy and the acceptance side of things. Which draws the clients in. Right. And it's, and that's necessary. And that's a, that's a really, really important factor, but I, I'm a big fan of dialectics and the dialectic that you want your therapist to have is, is that they, they operate from a dialectic that they believe that everybody is doing the best they can with what they have to work with and they need to do better. So, yeah. so the therapist can show up with empathy and understanding and care, and they're willing to say, the hard things that are going to help facilitate change and growth and healing. And too many therapists are so worried about losing clientele that they won't do the push for change. Which, which hurts the, the client. It hurts the client in the long run. And, and it's now it's the therapist watching out for themselves yeah. instead of so many therapists are so, they're so like uh, scarcity driven. They're so worried about losing clients. A, good th- a, a really good therapist will be more than willing to lose the client if it's good for the client. If it's right for the client. No you question. Know, I can't tell you how many times I've had people slam the door as they walk out of my office yep, because I've had, to, I've had to speak the truth to them because I love them. 
because right. because they need they need to see something that they're they're not seeing and you know I'm, i don't always get it right you know i miss a lot too but but a good therapist can handle that and go yeah they may ne- they may never come back and i've actually had this happen where i've had someone leave never come back and like three or four years later a new client comes in and i say hey how'd you hear about me and they say oh so-and-so said yeah. you're awesome yep I'm like, i've had it oh really yep. <laughs> they, they slammed the door the last time i came to my office <laughs> so I, I had one guy slam the door um and then open it up again, look at me, and slam it again in my face just to drive it home. And uh, he's 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 literally one of my biggest fans. Like he's he's uh, he he loves me. He's 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 great. And but he hated me that day. Well, that's because people want the truth. Like whether right. none of us like to hear it when we know that we've got some changes to make, but we all are craving the truth. And if and if you got a therapist who's willing to speak the truth and show empathy, then you've got a pretty pretty solid right. connection there. Yeah. I think you bring up a, a point that's really important, which is, you know, when I, when I walk in my doors here to do therapy, um, when I put my game face on, um, I am there for the client. I'm, I'm there to, to help them find peace. That's my mission. That's my goal. And if anything else um, gets in the way of that, then I, my, no matter my expertise, it's not helpful to the client. So, if I'm trying to get validation from the client, if I'm trying to push certain agendas that I want, um, if, I, if I'm trying to squeeze as much money out of them as I possibly can get, um, I do know personally, I know um, a couple of, uh, I know a few people who um, they, they are bitter and they are angry and they have an ax to grind and because of that bitterness and that anger, they've gone out and they've built platforms that are fairly large. Um, and and th- even throughout, throughout their platform, it getting bigger and bigger, you can see their hatred, you can see their anger, and then you can see the fruits of what they do. Um, relationships get, get chewed up and spit out. Um, you know, uh, women feel feel like man i'm validated but i'm stuck i'm not progressing i'm not moving forward um addicts feel like they don't have a leg to stand on and um and, and they feel more and more shame because they're trying to do everything they can but they're told that they're just horrible pieces of crap and 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 so like i see that it drives me crazy because i see I know the hearts of the people seeking help. They're humble. They want help. They want to go find it. And then that's what they get. And it's, it's I, I believe it's unethical. Um, it's, it's not okay. And I really try to check myself. What are my motives? Um, what, are, what is my agenda? And, and uh, I think you find an expert, but if that expert, has a ton of training and a ton of letters behind their name and an ax to grind, their, their expertise won't help you. Right. That's so. a, yeah, that's exactly right. Brandon. And I, you know, I look at like what you said, that ax to, that ax to grind could be all sorts of things. It could be a spiritual religious thing. It could be a, in your, in this case, you're talking about a betrayal trauma thing. Um, I think sometimes what happens too is, you know, you end up getting, people and i'm i'm in i fall i fall into this category but you end up finding people who have found the healing that comes from whatever it is that they're invested in like say recovery and 
and then they go, oh, I want to help somebody else. And so, of course, it's the natural to transition, but sometimes that transition might happen a little bit too early. And so I look at like these other places. It's it, it look, may be a selfish thing that they're going to, to and possibly, I don't, maybe, I don't know if I want to go that far, but maybe. I don't, yeah, and I, I think, I actually, it might be, but I think, I think the intent is actually pure. It's just that the work is still incomplete. See, I, and I don't you know, know if the intent is pure. I think maybe yeah. the intent is, is uh, revenge and stuff like that. So uh, with, some, with some of them, who knows? I mean, we're talking yeah. broadly about a bunch of people, yeah. right? right. Um, I'm sure there's a spectrum there. So um, yeah. So how do you know you get good help? I think what you said, Tyler, is good. In the end, um, one of the most important things that the review I just read, this guy who just like loves Tyler, um, which, you know, whatever. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> no, I, I, I joke with Tyler. I, I, I've done retreats with him and stuff. I think I brought this up before, but he has these like ra raving fans who, um, you know, Tyler's been, been critical and you haven't saved their marriage. You haven't, um, gotten them in recovery, but you've been a critical piece in that. And um, there's real life living, breathing examples of people who have, who have been helped tremendously by you. Um, that's the best indicator of somebody who can give good help is that there's actual examples of it. And so um, that, that's a good place to look. Now, I got to warn you, if, if, if you find those people, you find those therapists or even life coaches or whatever it is, and they have a lot of examples of people that they've really helped, they're probably going to be expensive and they're probably going to be hard to get in with. It's just a reality. Um, yep. and, and so you're probably going to have to be persistent to get the best help that you can get. I've, I've always been a believer, Brandon, uh, that you know, for the longest time, I never, I've never taken insurance at my practice because I felt like I wanted to spend my time developing myself as a therapist instead of chasing down dollars from insurance companies. And, um, and I've always, I've always found that even in my own life, when I'm looking for an expert, whether that's a personal trainer or, you know, somebody who I need to have coach me over something, it's always been worth it to pay for the best. Yeah. Um, and, and, and yet it is hard. So that is one way that, you know, you've got a pretty potentially another factor to look at is if this person you're trying to get in with is hard to get into, that's generally a pretty that's, good thing. That's a good sign. They're yeah. high in demand because they're good. Um, mm -hmm. so, you know, I remember when I was a young therapist and had no idea what I was doing. Um, I, I still believe I provided good help. Um, just because, my, my practical use of self. I believe I'm naturally a good therapist. Um, but I, but I sucked as a therapist. I, I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> Everyone but, does. Yeah. But I had to go through that. Yeah. And, and I am eternally grateful to, to my clients in my, my first couple of years that, that just had faith in me, trust in me and uh, let me fumble around a little bit. And they actually worked themselves into recovery and, and, uh, you know, in spite of me. So um, I'm, I'm grateful for that. And I think you can find therapists who are young and raw, who can still help you tremendously. Um, but they might fumble around a little bit and they might get something wrong here or there. 
So the, the way that a young therapist will be helpful is if they have the heart for the work. And you can, you can get a sense if, if, if your therapist has pure passion for what they do, it'll come through. When I, when I hire Tyler, that, that's the only thing I look for. So that's all can, that really matters. Yesterday, I interviewed two people. I interviewed a girl who um, is, still has a year to go in her master's program. And I interviewed a, another therapist who has, has done private practice for 32 years. Um, and I would hire the girl um, wh- who has a year to go. And, um, and, and I actually believe she'd sustain clients better and help clients better. Um, just because her heart was in that place of, you, you can feel, you could feel her heart. Her heart feel there that, hey, I'm, I'm meant to be here as a therapist and I'm, I'm, I'm working to help people. So, all right. Uh, should we go to the next question? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Uh, we never heard this question before. Um, I can't build trust with my wife. What should I do? Have you ever heard that one? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. I mean, it's, it's definitely a common question, right? So, <laughs> yeah, if, if we don't have answers to this one, Tyler, then, then we, we should be done being therapists. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, the thing, the thing about this question is just this, everyone asks this question as if it's like a recipe, like give me the step-by-step play-by-play play plan. <laughs> do and, this, then do that. And then if you say this exact thing, you know, I can't tell you how many times I've like demonstrated what it might look like to show empathy for your wife or like how to rebuild trust with a, with a conversation. And guys are like taking everything down word for word. And I'm like, if you go home and say that word for word, that's, that's ultimately not going to fly because she's going to be like, your stupid therapist told you to say that. Uh, right. Right. right? I know. <laughs> so, so speak- I think I've heard my client say, you're speaking Brandon to me. Stop it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and you have to start somewhere. So yeah, of course you go home and you practice those things that, you, you, that you're being taught because you have to, that's how we learn. Um, but, but the key to rebuilding trust, there's, there's, I would say it's more principally based. And this actually goes deeper than, than even the principles I'm going to mention here. It goes actually into your masculinity. Um, and so when we're looking at trust. That just, went, that just went over a lot of people's heads. That, but, and, and that is so important, but we'll get there. Right. So yeah. Ahead. Yeah. Let's, let's, we'll come, we'll circle around to it. And it's probably something that we might even have to end today and pick up some other time because it's a pretty big topic, but principally speaking, if we're looking at the formula for rebuilding trust, so everyone can write down in their books, the exact recipe, consistent effort and action over time that includes humility and empathy. Yeah. And if I'm humble, and I'm empathetic, and I'm showing up doing what I say I do consistently over time, that's how trust is rebuilt in a relationship. Um, I, I, Tyler, but, can, I add, can I add one ingredient? Sure. Because um, I think if you're consistent, uh, consistency is the key to building trust. Um, if you're humble and you're empathetic, absolutely. Good, uh, good, good stuff, right? Um, but you can show up humble and empathetic and consistent and in some ways still lack integrity. Um, I, I think you got to show up, you got to have that integrity. You, you, you got to know who you are and, and be honest. Um, I think, I think well. that's what you bring up, Brandon is exactly the segue into what I was saying about masculinity. Yes. You know, when so many, so many guys that I work with, they don't know who they are. 
they've lost touch with who they are. And so they try to show up performing their way into trust. And it's actually acting outside of their integrity because they aren't acting from a place of their power and understanding of who they are and understanding of who they were built to be as men. And so they show up and it, it looks weak. It looks needy. It looks, so, you know, so what Tyler, so what, if, if I'm trying to, in a way, manipulate my wife into thinking I'm good, um, that's not going to build trust. No. <laughs> what it's, do you know? <laughs> well, because, because usually if you've, if you've damaged trust, it's because you've probably done something to betray the trust, which has probably been something selfish. And so now if you show up in the relationship pretending to build trust, but it's still selfish, like that's, that's coming from a place of not knowing who you are. Yes. You have to, you yes. have to be able to go develop who you are, understanding basically who God says you are. Yes. And then showing up and agreeing with what God says. Yes. Trust is correlated to directly correlated to your ability to show up as you authentic um, authentically and so it has everything to do with your masculine heart because um if if i'm showing up as what you want me to be um it might, i might be doing the dishes i might be doing really nice stuff but I, i'm i'm not it, it's interesting tyler when 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 i see a man or when i do this myself when when, when I am authentically me and my wife can reject me, she can accept me. Um, what, if she rejects me, I'm still building trust, right? If, if, she yes. accept, if she accepts me in my real self, I'm still building trust. That, and so, so it, it doesn't have to do with whether or not she rejects me or accepts me, the trust building process. It has to do with me trusting and knowing myself knowing that God loves me, knowing who I am in the eyes of God, and then consistently showing up that way. So when I talk about integrity, that's what I'm talking about, right? I'm talking yes. about showing up as your true self. So. Right. And that's, but that takes individual work to make sure that I'm doing the inside out work instead of trying to get the message that everything's okay from my wife. And this is, this is where I think you see our relationships unravel after there's been some type of betrayal or something, especially with like, it sounds like a man was probably asking this question is, is that in some ways you've got to understand what your wife is looking for. She's right. looking for, she's number one, looking to know that, that she's important and that she matters and that she's a priority and that she's cherished. And then she's looking for a feeling of stability. She's looking for a force that, that you can provide if you're operating from your own masculinity that, right. that brings off this feeling of safety, this feeling of like security, this feeling of like a, 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 a safe place to land. And if, if you're not in touch with who you are, you can't be the safe space to land. So Tyler, I, I, I was talking to a guy last night and <clears throat> he was saying, you know, he was saying, my wife doesn't want to have sex with me. And, and he's saying, and I don't know why, you know, I, I, I don't know why she doesn't want to have sex with me. And, uh, and I said, well, have you tried loving your wife? And he's like, oh, I know what love is. Um, he said, I, when I have sex, when, when she, when she has sex with me, I feel loved. <laughs> and, and so he says that to me. And now, now what's wrong with that? What, what, what's the issue there? Well, it's selfish, you know, it's, it's basically, I'm going, 
I'm going into the relationship to take instead of to give. What, um, what do you know? She's not jumping his bones. Yeah. Shocker, like, wow. Shocker, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> in fact, she's doing everything she can in that relationship to, to distance herself from him intimately because she feels consumed and used by him. And, 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 and it goes deeper than him just getting off. It, 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 it has to do with his masculinity. It has to do with first and foremost, him knowing who he is as a man, that he doesn't need his wife's validation in order to be man enough. And, and, and that's what, when Tyler talks about masculinity is what ultimately builds trust. That's what we're talking about. What ultimately builds trust is a, a, a man is, is steady. It, you, you know, you, a woman is the wind and a woman creates and the femininity does that. A man is the roots and the tree. And if you're up in the wind swirling around with her um, or trying to become her, she's not going to feel safe. Um, polarity between the masculine and the feminine is ultimately what, what creates trust in, a, in an intimate relationship. So if you meet her femininity with femininity, that's problematic. If you meet her femininity with, with weakness and not knowing who you are, I, here's another example. Um, I, I got a question this week that was, um, it was from a, a woman and she said, my, my, you know, my husband uh, wants Marco Polo on his phone. Um, should I put Marco Polo on his phone or not? That was the question. And <laughs> She, she wanted an answer from me of like, yes or no, you should put Marco Polo on his phone. And that's not where I went with it. I just said, whoa, like, whoa, that guy, your husband will never create trust with you this way. Because where is he? It's his phone. Who is right. he? Like, who, does he know himself? Um, why isn't he choosing to put Marco Polo on his phone or not? Um, do you see the difference there? Oh yeah, I hope I hope our I hope the listeners can can hear the difference there. That yeah, he's he's not showing up in his strength at all. And and when we're as we're talking about this word strength, Brandon, I want to make sure that we that we distinguish this because there's going to be a few guys listening to this right now that are going to go back to their old coercive, dominating ways and say, that, "I'm just I'm just showing up in my strength." That's not that's, strength. That's not actual strength. The strength is the knowledge of who I am as I receive it from a higher place. And this is the dialectic here is that your wife wants to be cherished. She wants to be a priority. And if you make it your priority to make her happy all the time, you're never going to show up in the right strength. So you have to be, you have to get your answers of validation from a, a truer, bigger source so that you can show up for your spouse yeah. with strength. And, and that's that empathy piece that comes in. So, so like you bring in the integrity of, I'm going to be me. I'm going to be authentic. I know who I am. And sometimes who I am might frustrate you. It might make you sad. Um, it might make you scared. It, it, it might make you even resentful toward me. And I want to hear that. I'm, I'm man enough to, to, to be there for you in that. I'm not going to get defensive. Um, I'm not going to run away. I love you. And so I, I'm, I'm going to be me and, and being me means I care about you and you can influence me and those type of things, but I'm going to be me and I'm also going to hear you and I care about your heart and I'm not going to treat you like you're crazy or stupid. Um, 
and, and, and that's what the strength is. It's strength is not screw you. I know who I am, but out of my life, never control me because I'm tough. That's not strength. That's defensiveness. Um, and, and on the flip side, strength is not, you know, bowing your head down and, you know, putting the leash on and, and getting drug all over the place. Um, strength. Strength. Yeah. Strength is the true definition of, of humility. And humility is that I agree with everything that God says about me, both negative that. and positive. So, so now I can show up knowing who I am and knowing that when I get a criticism from my wife, that's true. I can say, you're right. I got to work on that. Right. And, and, and also showing up knowing that I'm a force for good and that I'm a work in progress and that I, and I have specific things, talents, gifts that God has given me. And I have to agree with him that I've got to show up and demonstrate those things. Yeah. Yeah. This is good stuff, Tyler. Well, I mean, this is one of our topics, right? So yeah, uh, one of my favorites. We'll talk about this uh, in depth over and over. We just scratched the surface today. Um, just barely scratched the surface. So I, I just believe, um, I believe in, in feminine power and I believe in masculine power and, and, uh, you know, in our society, it's being attacked. Both, both sides are, there's vicious, um, attacks, um, going after both. And it's really confusing. Um, it's confusing to know what we should be and how we should act. And, and, um, yet when I see, a relationship. And, and by the way, homosexual, heterosexual relationships, um, masculine, masculinity and femininity is a good thing, right? Do you, do you see what I'm saying? It's, it's not, we're not saying men are good and they should all be like this masculine hard guy. That's not what, what we're saying. No, not at all. But the polarity between the masculine and the feminine, um, when it comes together and when intimacy comes together, it is incredible how that just expounds and empowers people and couples to create and, and to do amazing things in this life and in this world. And so um, this question, how can I build trust with my wife? We took that pretty far, Tyler. Yeah, um, we probably <laughs> went a little deeper than maybe it was being asked. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, let's wrap it up, Tyler. So okay. uh, if, you, uh, if you guys found any of this helpful, like we always say, please share it. Um, we're getting more and more audience members and it's growing. And so we want it to keep growing. So please share it. And we just appreciate all your guys support and have a great day. So thanks guys. Bye.